Our guest today on In Shambles is seven-year NBA veteran and two-time NBA champion, Norris Cole. Norris, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Appreciate you. I like that intro. That sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good, man. I'm look, super excited to have you on. Um, we, we had Mario Chalmers on a few episodes back. Great dude. Um, shared a locker room with him for a couple of years. You still uh, keep in contact with those guys? Yeah, well, I, um, we see each other like mostly in the summertime or like at games periodically, you know, not every day, but like we definitely, you know, run into each other. The basketball world is a, it's a small world, you know. You know, right off the bat, something that really defined your career, I feel like was your signature haircut, right? The high top fade. And I was reading this on NBA.com, but it added an extra three inches to your height. You know that? No, it didn't. That's not true. That's, that's what it said on NBA.com. It said, it said Norris Cole is listed at 6'2", but with his haircut, it's added three inches. No, nah, that's not true. Uh-huh. It's not true. It's no, not true. because when they measure you, they push down to the crown of your head. Yes. I, I, I'll, I'll bring it up with NBA, no, man. That's not, what I read. That's, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Why, so why'd you decide to kind of change up from that haircut? Oh, man. That, I mean, it was... It was my style for a long time, but after a while, it was just time for a change. Um, I wasn't going to keep it forever. Um, it was like, like you said, it was my signature while I was playing, but it became a point in time where, you know, I just wanted something different. And so, you know, I, I cut it. Definitely, man. I remember um, when you were playing with the Heat in the finals, now it's like when I really started paying attention to basketball. And I wanted your haircut. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't grow it. It, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work for me. You know, basketball has taken you all over the world. You've played in China, Israel, Italy, Montenegro, Monaco, and France. What's the reality of playing overseas? The reality of playing overseas is um, get to see the world, um, which is a great thing, and get paid to do it. You get paid to see the world. Um, the difficult part of it is, you know, being away from your family, you know, unless you're married and you want to bring your your, your wife or your girlfriend with you. But as far as seeing your mother and your father and, you know, your kids and stuff every day, you know, a lot for a lot of guys, you know, you're not able to do that. Um, forces you to grow up because it's, you're living in a different country. You know, it's not America. Some of the laws are different. Um, the way of life for a lot of people, the outlook on life is different. The way the game is played which which is most important for as a basketball player, the way the game is played is different. Feeble rules are different than NBA and NCAA rules. So, you know, you have to learn and adjust to that. Uh, but it's a great thing, though. You know, if you don't look at it and try to compare it to America, but just look at it as an experience, you will love it. And that's what I've been able to do. I, I, I experience it. I don't be like, oh, well, in America we do this. Over here we do that. I don't do that. I just... I see what the rules are, I apply, and it becomes a beautiful experience. And then it all becomes my basketball experience. Love it. I remember Luka Doncic made a statement. He was like, it's much harder to play in Europe than the NBA, or the game of basketball is much harder. Would you like, I know you played in Europe for a little bit. Nah, you agree nah what he said was, um, they, they asked him about scoring. God, um, yeah, and, he's, okay. and yeah, that whole interview was in relationship to scoring. It's not harder because um, the players are more difficult to score against. That's not what it is because it's it's easier to score on the guys in Europe a lot of the times. 
It's just that the way the game is, it's only 10-minute quarters instead of 12, so you don't have as much time. Um, there's no defense in three seconds, so they can play zone help defense. So the lane is not as always open. So it's not that it's easier to score in the NBA by any means because it's a lot of guys like myself who wasn't scores in the NBA but come out to Europe and are great scores. You know, so it's not that. It's just that the rules don't allow you to score as much. With 10-minute running clock, you know, in NBA you got TV timeouts, coaches timeouts, the the court the court you know what I mean you got you, you got so much going on where it, it gives you more time to score with 12 minutes instead of 10 you know no no defense of three seconds so if you beat your man if the help side is not already there he has to clear out the lane which may give you a split second to get to the lane to lay it up uh, that's more what he meant it's not that Europe is you no know, hard to get a bucket it's just that. It's not as much time for you to get 40 or 50 points. <laughs> How does adapting to playing with all-star guys like LeBron, Dwayne Wade differ from being a main guy like you are overseas or like you were in college? It's just a role, just a, just a role difference. And, you know, playing with guys like LeBron and D-Wade, they're, they're like mega stars, you know. So you have to be able to compete on their level as far as like your game is concerned, but you also mentally have to be able to, you know, kind of see the game, how they see the game in order to be out there with them. And then um, you also, you know, those guys, just like everyone else, you know, those are big money, big lifestyle guys. So their egos are different than a lot of times a role player. So you have to know how to, you know, play and merge with, with that versus overseas, you know, I'm looked at as the guy to make the play, you know? And so it's like role reversal. I have to be able to, you know, fit into a team and to the culture out there, but they're also relying on me to make the special play, you know, when a special play has to be made. And, you know, playing a lot of years in the NBA, a lot of times financially, you know, I'm, you know, I'm able to be on the level that sometimes other guys, you know, haven't made it to yet. The same way as it is in the NBA, you know, when you play in the locker room with Giannis or with LeBron or Luka, financially, they have so much money there at this type of level lifestyle. They live this type of way, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing, but in reversal sometime when, when you go overseas. So, you know, that's that's the biggest difference. You know, we think back to, you know, your Miami Heat days and, you know, the 2013-14 season. Like, how do you how do you feel about that team in comparison to, like, the 73-9 Warriors, the 95-96 Bulls. Like, do you think you guys are like up there with them, like top three? Uh, I don't look at a, a specific, specific number, but I believe that our team could compete with anybody. I believe our team is, you know, was just as good to compete against any any of the great teams of any era. I believe our team could compete. Um, we have, you know, what every great, great team has. We had great defense, great coach. Great players, depth, and and, and three point shooting. You know any, yeah. Well, any 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 winning team has those specific things that I named in, in any era. They had a a great coach. They had great players. They had great defense. They was all top five, top ten defenses. Um, great shooting. Even the areas where they wasn't shooting threes, they had good perimeter shooting. And in our area, they had we had good percentage three point shooting. 
and we had depth. We could we could go deep into the bench, and so you know that you know that was consistent on our team. And so I believe that our team could compete with anybody. Whose idea was the the Miami Heat Harlem Shake video? Because that's always up there in my memories. Oh Miami. man, I forget whose idea it was, but we all once we said that that's what we was gonna do, we knew Birdman had to start it off. You know, he's the the character of all characters. And so, you know, anytime we wanted to do something as a team, you know, we had to do it first class. You know, we had, and so we was like, if we're going to do this video, we got to make it the best. And so D-Wade brought in some some costumes, you know, some props. Um, we knew that we was going to have to win the next game. No, I think we had a game the next day. I think we was playing against Memphis. And we was like, y'all, if we put this video out and we don't win, Pat going to kill us. <laughs> so... You know, it was it was fun though. That's what made the team great. We had fun off the court, and we took care of business on the court. Man, that, that, that's a legendary. I was thing. I was I NC mean, Hammer. If you think about that, Trent, yeah, my, you, my were, the, you, were, you were wearing the big pants. Yeah, NC Hammer. You remember MC Hammer, the the, the the rapper and dancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, mine. Yeah. But it was NC. I had the flat top like NC Hammer. Had the part. Had the over big overalls. You played the part. You played the part. So, you know, there's a lot of discussion about players making the Hall of Fame or not, but people forget that at the end of the day, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame and not the NBA Hall of Fame. Do you believe with all of your accomplishments overseas that you have a case to make the Hall of Fame? Because you have two NBA championships and five overseas championships. Oh, uh, you talking about the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, no, I, probably, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean... I've been fortunate. I've, you know, I have a lot of basketball accomplishments, you know, including college and high school. And it's funny you mention that because I'm getting inducted to the Ohio Basketball Hall of Fame um, next week. But and the number thirty jersey retired at uh, Cleveland you know, State, and in my high school too. Awesome Appreciate that. Wow. Yeah, but I don't know, bro. That's not for me to say. I can't say yes. I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because I didn't in the NBA. I didn't accomplish individually as much as NBA Hall of Famers accomplished. I didn't nowhere near. You know, as an NBA player, so humbly speaking, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in the Hall of Fame. You know, that's to me the Hall of Fame is for the greatest of greats. I don't easily put people into the Hall of Fame. You know, I'm not a guy that be like, oh yeah, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He easily like, I'm not that guy. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be, you know, you can't tell the basketball story without that person. You know, and so. You know, maybe in my own right, a lot of my, you know, family and friends and stuff, they may say something different. Um, but for me, I, I wouldn't say I deserve to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame. I mean, you think you got Mike Jordan. I mean, I mean just think Mike Jordan's in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, think like about Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol's going to get it there, but he's had, he's had a crazy international career. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. I get it, but it's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you hear what I said? I said Michael, I see what I said Michael Jordan's in the Hall of Fame, bro. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Magic Johnson, Larry Bird are in the Hall of Fame, bro. That's North to be Cole. next to those guys. That would, I mean, trust me, yeah. it would be an honor. I would not turn the invitation down. If, you know, I worked hard. I put in a lot of work and all of that. You know, all of those things. But yeah, I, yeah. I can't say that I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame next to Mike Jordan, bro. That's. I, I respect your answer. I, it was very well said. Yeah. I respect your answer. Appreciate that, bro. But in terms of overseas accomplishments, too, yeah. I just I'm I get you. I think you can make an argument. You can make an I'm, argument. Hey, listen, listen. I'm with you, and I appreciate that because I definitely put it. In I'll start the argument. I appreciate, hey, bro. I appreciate argument. that a lot, brother. I appreciate. That I got a lot. you. I got you.
let's think about um, you know the Miami Heat days. You guys faced the Pacers in two straight conference finals. Those were you know all time matchups. But did you see the Lance Stevenson blow happen in like real time? Actually, I didn't, bro. <laughs> he's so he's so funny, bro. Back in the day, he was a character. But no, yeah. I, I didn't see. It, it was like in. LeBron didn't even flinch or anything. Bro, it was a, such a high. You gotta think that's a high intensity moment at the time. Yeah. And then for him to do that, you know, no, I didn't. I didn't see it in real time, but obviously it was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they did it like the S. And, Le, and LeBron did a great job keeping his cool because if anybody's ever blown in your ear, you know that's like not a like really that comfortable yeah. of a thing, especially another man blowing in your ear while you're trying to be serious. Yeah. That, you know that ain't cool. <laughs> Why do you think uh, like Paul George and the Pacers couldn't beat you guys? I mean, they could win games, but they couldn't beat beat you in a series. That's a lot of things. I think timing is everything. Um, it was our time. It was just our time. They were they were great opponents, you know, and they pushed us as you as you know they pushed us um, in those series. But I think it was just our time, and I mean, LeBron, D Wade, CB, those are great players. In their prime, well, you know, bronze prime is forever, but you know, in their prime and stuff like that, it was just, it was just the right time. Um, they were, they were young, they were younger than we were. Um, some, a lot of guys on our team had already been battle tested in the playoffs, you know, had already been through the fire, you know. So it was, it was just like I said, it was just our time. Do you think there's a place for you in the NBA today? Do you feel like you could still play in the NBA? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, I can still play in the NBA. Um, there's no question about that, um, but you know you can't control circumstance. Um, things happen over time, and with people, and you know the game changes. But for sure, I, I can definitely play in NBA. I, you know, I'm still fast, still quick twitch, still in great shape, still competitive. You know, still can pick up 94 feet, still can get through ball screens. You know. And as a veteran now, I understand the game. I understand pace. I understand defense, how to read, you know, angles and read, you know, you know different things. Um, being able to play all over the world, you know, be a great vet, you know, on the bench and help younger guys understand the profession of this game. So I definitely believe there's a place and there's a role for me. Just a matter of, you know, getting an opportunity again. Definitely. I feel like a lot of it's just, like you kind of said, timing. It's right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I, I agree, though. I think you're better than a lot of players that are in the NBA now. Um, not going to name names. Nah, we don't, we don't got to name names because, you know, you know, guys that make it to the NBA, they worked hard, worked their whole life to get there. And so, you know, anybody who's ever been able to be in that special, you know, that special era of player, you know, obviously, you know, I, I would never, you know, want to hate on somebody. But I definitely believe there's a, there's a spot for me and I'm deserving and, I'm gonna keep working, you know, and I'll give. I'll get there if it's, if it's, it's the Lord's will. I'll, I'll get back. I'll be. I'll be front row. I'll be court Absolutely, side. absolutely. Y'all <laughs> keep giving me shout, shout outs and keep keep my name out there. We yeah, we'll make it always. happen. <laughs> always. What What do you think? What is next for Norris Cole? Oh uh, well, like I said, I'm still playing right now. I still have that fire. I still have that will and the ability to play. But still got that dog. Yeah. Well, it's it's because I have the ability to, you know. You don't want to waste what you know God has blessed you to do. You know He blessed me with good health, you know, good strength, good athleticism. So I want to do that, uh, enjoy that blessing as long as I can, because you know once it's over, it's over. You know, so 
you know, I'm, I'm still, I still have, I still have, you know, good three, four years left of doing that. Um, maybe more. I don't even want to put a limit on it, but at least, at least, at least that. But afterwards, you know, I want to give back to the game. I just don't know in which form do I want to do it in coaching or training, you know, being a trainer, you know, or do like media, you know, because I enjoy speaking. Um, I have a lot of insight, you know, on the game. You got a great games. voice too, by the way. You got a great voice. Oh, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be around the game. I just don't know uh, which way. And I don't have to limit my way. I could be, a, you know, a coach or a trainer and do media, you know. So I, I'll figure that out, though. But I'm, I'm going to give back to the game and be around the game in some some form or fashion because all the knowledge that I've been blessed to acquire and learn over these years, I have to I have to give it back in some form. And that's that's the fun part, man. Yes. Yeah, you, you got a lot of time to figure it out. And having options. It's nice to have options. It's nice to have yeah. options. Yeah, 100%. Yep. 100%. One of my last questions for you here. So the Heat lost in the finals in 2011. But won back-to-back -back championships the next two years after they drafted you. Were you the missing piece to get LeBron in the Miami Heat over the hump? I like to say I played a role in it. You know, I, I like to say that I, I played a I played a role. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm the piece, but I, I definitely played a role because if you notice the the series against Dallas, it wasn't just the struggles of the big three. It was, you know, trying to contain J.J. Barea and, and those fast guards and, and Jet, you know, Jason Terry, you know, throughout those playoffs, you know, it was, it was a challenge sometimes going against real fast elite guards. And so that's why they brought me in to be able to to counter that and be able to guard, you know, those what we call speed demons, you know, guys that are real fast and athletic and things of that nature. So I, I definitely played a role. You know, I earned, I earned my, I definitely earned my ring, bro. <laughs> You did. You I earned your ring. You and earned they, both. And they, and they let me both. know. My teammates, you know, obviously, if you know anything about the Heat, they don't normally play young guards, you know, and throughout their history. But I was able to earn their trust. I earned Spoh's trust. I earned LeBron, D-Wade, uh, Chris Bosh, Mike Miller, Shane Battier. You know, I earned all of those guys' trust for them to put me out there, you know, when it mattered the most. And so that just came from hard work. And so I'm forever. That's why I said Spoh's my guy because he drafted me. And then he put me right in the fire, you know, and allowed me to have an impact on winning. And so I'm forever, you know, appreciative and grateful for that. Coach Spo, I mean, I think somehow he's still underrated. I mean, I he's, only he's only underrated, underrated. to uh, basketball casuals. Because if you're a real basketball yeah. guy, Spo is one of the goats, man. He's one of them. He's one of those. One of those guys. He's he's a top guy. Don't get it twisted. In the coaching, in the world of coaching, he's one of the top guys. One of the reasons, though, people maybe don't talk about it the most is because a lot of coaches had to coach a lot of different franchises. So they got to know and be around a lot of different people, a lot of different players. Spo has been in one franchise whole career. So that's one of the reasons a lot of other fan bases don't know him, you know, because he didn't coach for them. He did. He wasn't assistant coach here, assistant coach there, assistant coach over there. You know, he's just been in Miami the whole time. So that's that's one of the reasons why. But. Everybody, everybody in the basketball world, you know, they know Spoza, a top coach. He's a top coach. Do you, do you think LeBron is actually going to retire this year? Because he said he was thinking about it. No. I, I think there's no chance. No, there's no, chance. no, absolutely not. You think that man's going to go out without no farewell tour? You think, <laughs> you think he's not going to have a farewell tour? Come on now.
There's no, There's way. no way he's going to no retire way. without a farewell to it. It was it would be very surprising for him to just all of a sudden leave the game like that. So and the not. type of level he's still playing at, man, like there's no way. Yeah, no way. But I, I understand this. I understand the, his, the thought process. You know, he's giving he's giving a lot to the game, and he he only plays to try to win. You know, win the chip, and so I get it. But at the end of the day, all that hard work that he does. It's no way he's just gonna walk away like that. It's no way. Norris, my last question for you. Uh, like you said, the game of basketball is giving you a lot of life. You want to give back to basketball. You know what? What is your goal? You know when it's all said and done. You know what do you want your legacy to be? I want to be known as a person who um, sacrificed to get where I was at. You know, sacrificed my time, my body, um, the grind. You know, I've sacrificed a lot. A person who gave back to my to my community and to those who you know helped me, and a person who inspires. You know that's that's what I want to be known as. I want to be known as a person who sacrificed, who gave back, and who inspired. I love it. And not only is your your last name and jersey hanging up in the rafters, but you're forever a part of Heat organization, and you know you you've created a lot of memories for a lot of NBA fans out there. So you know, thanks for everything you've done for the game. You're still doing for the game. Um, and thank you for coming on In Shambles, man. It's super great to have you. Man, I appreciate that. Shout out to Heat Nation. Shout out to Cleveland State. Shout out to Dayton Dunbar. All right, man. All right. Thank you for watching this episode of In Shambles with Norris Cole. We'll see you next time.